At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, keeping an eye on Sunday night football here. The Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers back out on offense with a three to nothing lead under three minutes left to go in the first quarter. They have dropped to 12 and a half point favorites in the live market. Your total dropping as well. Now down to 37 and a half. Uh, James, in the last segment, we were talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their win over the New York Jets earlier today. Again, the Jets covering as 14 and a half point underdogs. The game does go over the total. Uh, the Bucs will finish their season at home facing the Carolina Panthers. Tampa was made a six and a half point favorite in this game over the summer. Uh, the Jets will shuffle off to Buffalo to face the Bills. Buffalo opened as a six and a half point favorite in this one way back about six, seven months ago as well. And if the Buffalo Bills can win that game, they will clinch the AFC East division crown. Uh, James, let's take a look at some of the results in the local football contests here. Of course, the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor and the Westgate Super Contest. For the Circa Millions, we've still got two games pending. The Pittsburgh Steelers catching three and a half on Monday night was uh, one of the top five consensus plays and getting some good line value there now uh, with Cleveland having been eliminated from the playoffs earlier today. That line has now dropped. Cleveland now just a one-point favorite, so Pittsburgh just a one-point underdog, and in the contest, you're getting three and a half. Also, the Packers was the number one most popular pick in both the Westgate and the Circa contest because of that stale line uh, that was re released before the Kirk Cousins news. So Packers minus seven in the Circa Millions contest. Obviously, that one is pending. The Los Angeles Rams were the second most popular pick at minus three and a half. That was a loser. The Titans minus three was a winner. The Cardinals plus six was a winner. So right now in the games that have been decided, the Circa Millions consensus is two and one. Uh, but I talked about that Rams game yesterday on our preview show, James, and we'd seen that line move all the way to six. And I believe most of that was because Lamar Jackson was not going to play quarterback for Baltimore. But I was actually on Baltimore today, and thank goodness they got there. But uh, you, you and I have talked about it many times. John Harbaugh's team show up, no matter what the case. <laughs> so competitive. And it, this is the story of the season for this Ravens team. 
have the lead competing. They're playing harder than their opponent, playing tougher, playing more physical. But because of all the injuries and, and just the attrition of that roster, it just makes it so hard over the course of 60 minutes to be able to sustain the execution uh, on both sides of the football. And that's where they fell short. You think about the Ravens having a 10-point lead late in that in that second quarter, be able to go out, really had the football, didn't need to force it. The young Huntley, the, the young quarterback forces a ball down the field, intercepted, and that gave the Rams an opportunity to be able to punch, turn it around, got a pretty good return, and then go down, and Cooper Cup does what Cooper Cup does and finds ways to make big plays and totally flip the momentum in that game. But really a credit, I, I think, to thinking about the Baltimore side, I mean, this is not a team I want to be firing against because you know just the effort, the energy, the heart, the toughness, the competitiveness is going to be there regardless of who's on the field. That's part of the mantra of that team. That's the culture that that Harbaugh has created there over the course of over a decade being the coach there for Baltimore is it you put this uniform on, there's high expectations for you to compete regardless of where you were drafted, what school you went to, doesn't matter. But I think on the other side, again, the, the this Rams team Yes, they pulled it out late, but uh, Matthew Stafford, another game with multiple turnovers, multiple interceptions, put the ball on the ground with another fumble with pressure up the box. This is just, a, a to me, it's just a very finesse team. And you saw the the toughness show out for the Ravens, but just not the, the final end result because they just fell short because of the lack of talent, because of the injuries and attrition on that roster. The first quarter has come to a close, still three to nothing Packers. So looking good there, James, so far on your first half under bet, under 21 and a half. The uh, full game total in the live market is just 35 and a half. And uh, Minnesota has got the ball on offense once again, trailing three to nothing. And they have moved to nine and a half point underdogs in the live market. In the Westgate Super Contest Consensus 5, the Packers are pending as six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Rams were also a popular pick at the Westgate, uh, laying three-and-a-half. The Bengals catching five points. That was a winner. Their outright win over the Kansas City Chiefs to clinch the AFC North Division. A great ball game there. The Eagles covered uh, the contest number, not the live line. The Eagles closed as six-point favorites against the Washington football te uh, team, but in contest play, they were just three-and-a-half-point favorites. They won that game by four points. And the Colts were a loser. They were laying six-and-a-half in the Westgate Super Contest, and I wasn't surprised to see it be one of the most popular picks. Uh, the line closed eight-and-a-half, and the Raiders come into town. You figured the Indianapolis Colts were going to find a way to win this game, but uh, not the case. We talked about this one earlier. The Raiders with a real gutsy effort to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then, James, what about Circa Survivor? I, and we were talking about what an incredible sweat it is for these five remaining players. Uh, their picks today were the Chargers. Two entries were on the 49ers and then the Saints and the Seahawks. And most of these games were a little nervy to, to begin. But uh, towards the end, these were all pretty easy winners for these five players to survive and advance. Well, thinking about the 49ers game and the Saints contest, those weren't decided until the fourth quarter. Those were both very close, competitive, tight games. And really, the with the 49ers and Trey Lance having that start, struggled early and kind of really to be expected. But when was that running game going to start to creep up and Elijah Mitchell start to make some plays and then be able to open up the passing game uh, for some play-action pass, which they got a big play down to Debo Samuel for the 49ers. And then for the Saints, 
It was, I think part of it was betting on the Saints that they were going to actually have a roster intact, at least on the defensive side. Everybody off of COVID that was on COVID. They had nine or what, 20 players that couldn't play on Monday night against the Miami Dolphins, but probably more so thinking that, yeah, you're going to have Sam Darnold taking the start going against that Saints defense on the road. This is just a dysfunctional Carolina Panthers team, and we saw that play out. They had one good drive. That was the first drive of the game for the Carolina Panthers. Did absolutely nothing to that effect afterwards. But, yeah, I think for as far as the sweat, all five win, survive, and advance, right? You're moving on, and now you're going to the final week. A couple of them still have an opportunity, to whether you're going to play Tampa Bay and or Kansas City for that extra million dollars. Now thinking about where those games might end up, Tampa Bay is probably the one that's the most at risk right now because you just don't know. Tampa Bay, if if Green Bay wins this game tonight against Minnesota, they will have clinched the number one seed in the NFC. So not a whole lot left for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play for. What who who do you even see out there in that game going against Carolina? They'll be heavy favorites, but I don't suspect we'll see a lot of Tom Brady. But Kansas City on the other side needing to get back. The, are they fighting for the number one seed? They weren't able to knock that out, and and they lost today with Cincinnati. So Kansas City, where does Kansas City go this coming week? Next week they're playing at Denver, and I think we saw the complete meltdown of that Denver Broncos team to be expected going into to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. No show effort out of the Denver Broncos. I don't know if they bother to show up in the last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I tell you what, it looks like this Denver Bronco team has really just mailed it in. Now, I, you know, I don't know if uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back for week 17. Of course, he was out today still nursing a concussion. Um, it will be a big deal, I think, if he is in the lineup for Denver. But, uh, boy, very disappointing last couple of weeks for the Denver Broncos. How'd you do in contest play, Mr. Salinas? I know you have a handful of entries. Oh, I'm all over the board when it comes to trying to be contrarian and go on the opposite <laughs> side and trying to make up plays. I got one trying to get the booby prize, and that's not going so well. I'm trying to lose games on one of my entries, and I find ways to win, and then the other <laughs> It's just the. It's been a. It has not been a. a, a it has not been a good contest year for me. I. Th- this the seventh year. This is the seventh year that I played contest. I believe, and this will be the only only the second year that I either didn't cash or make some kind of score out of the the quarterly prize. So. So as far as the contest plays, yeah, I've got multiple injuries. I'm all over the board, so I don't even know what my consensus would be. I'm not going to cash in anything, and I can't even find ways to lose games consistently, <laughs> Brady, to find a way into that booby prize action. Well, I have to pat myself on the back. Uh, for the third time this season, I pulled off a 5-0. and nice. So that, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I had the Ravens. I mentioned that a little earlier. That was kind of a contrarian play there. But I wasn't really just trying. I didn't expect the Rams to be a consensus play. And that line movement was kind of, it kind of came late. I mean, we saw it move to four, but, you know, it didn't really get to five or six until later in the week. And I didn't know if people were going to land on that side. So uh, anyway, took the Ravens just because I liked the play, not to be contrarian. I did take the Bengals. Uh, we talked about that on the preview show. I, I really thought Kansas City would probably win the game. I just felt five points was too many. Uh, they end up not winning the game. The Bengals get that one outright in a fantastic ball game. Uh, we talked about the Patriots, and I did lay the wood with the Patriots, and boy, they laid the wood to Jacksonville. Uh, I was on the Cardinals plus the six points. Uh, that one worked out well, and then I was on the Eagles, a little bit lucky there to win that one by four points, a winner in the contest, but not in the live market. 
that was the game where I was looking to get involved in game with the Eagles. That's exactly what I did, thinking about Washington going to start early, bring that competitive pride, thinking about how they were just embarrassed on Sunday night football last week at Dallas and wanting to fight back, especially playing a Philadelphia Eagles team that they had competed with in the first half and maybe a, a little sense of uh, and, and maybe just not the greatest of effort early from the Eagles in that matchup, but ultimately they were going to wear that team down like they've done to a lot of teams this season, have the Philadelphia Eagles over the course of four quarters in Washington. Just too many injuries for that team to be able to sustain uh, and not be able to close out the game, but a really exciting finish in that matchup. All right, when we come back, we dive back into the recaps of the games in Week 17, and there's a division title on the line in the AFC East coming up in Week 18. We'll cover that next on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off of a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting split showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video, plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game. For only $39, it's all at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And James, I know you're happy to see that the Green Bay Packers have had to settle for another field goal there. Aaron Rodgers in the red zone missing Devontae Adams on third and three. Mason Crosby is true from 36 yards out, and they lead the Minnesota Vikings six to nothing. Still about 10 minutes left to go in the second quarter there at Lambeau Field. Green Bay just about where they closed uh, prior to kickoff. They're a 12.5-point favorite in the live market, and your in-game total, James, all the way down to 34-and-a-half. Uh, I know you've been cheering for this first half under. Have you done anything else in-game, or is anything looking attractive to you? No, I'm already really invested with this game when we're talking about the five-unit play on this under at 21.5. The live first half now total is 13.5, so sitting good there. I'm not going to get any more involved, try to catch a middle, anything like that. It's a pretty good investment that I'm here 
on this side. And then the 270 and a half total yards for Aaron Rodgers. He sits currently at 90 yards passing, no yards rushing. And I don't think we're going to see him try to get outside the pocket. Not with the status that his foot is in. Plus, the we know it's freezing cold there. And I think that was that's that was obviously, for me, part of the handicap that – Yes, Green Bay's used to playing in this weather and in the cold, and and they have the advantage to that aspect. It was a Minnesota Vikings team that hey play there every year, and they're not used. To, it's not like they're not used to this cold, but it's hard to simulate in practice, especially when you're in Minnesota practicing in, indoors. Uh, but everything's a little slower when you're talking about the getting off the brakes off the field. The field's hard, the frozen tundra, like they say, right? It is. It, it's just a slower game, and I think that's right now having an impact on this matchup, plus the fact that Green Bay has run the football. I mean, they've dominated time of possession in the total plays. They do have one extra possession because they got the ball first to start the game. But we've seen a great rushing game so far, in particular out of Aaron Jones. Six carries, 69 yards to this point. So I think if that's going to be the game plan going forward. Aaron Rodgers 10 of 15, so it's not like they're not throwing the football. But for the most part, yeah, they're committing to some balance here because of the conditions and continuing to run the football. And it is a very suspect run defense for the Minnesota Vikings. All right, about nine minutes left before halftime. We will keep tabs as the Green Bay Packers continue to lead 6 to nothing. Sean Mannion and the Vikings coming back out on offense uh the buffalo bills they will close out the season at home and they got win number one over the falcons earlier today they will finish it up with the jets in week 18 and if they win out they will capture the afc east division this game was 14 to 2 early in the ball game james and it looked like buffalo was going to run away with it closing as 14 point favorites with a total of 46 but the Falcons hung around and they went into the half with a one point lead, 15 to 14. This really was a sweat from a point spread perspective as the Bills were then hanging on to an exact 14 point lead midway through the fourth quarter. Now it looked like Atlanta was going to jump through the back door when Matt Ryan rushed for a touchdown about midway through that fourth quarter, but it was overturned and Buffalo pretty much just ran out the clock from there. They end up winning it 29 to 15 falls right on that number of 14, probably a push or a loss. If you were backing the bills, depending on when you got this number. Uh, But there was a few games today, James, including this one where one team was shut out in the second half. And that was, the case that Buffalo Bills defense stepping up in the second half and holding the Atlanta Falcons to just 14 points all day. Well, and it was really Josh Allen as great as he's played all season long. That was helping Atlanta stay in this ball game and remain competitive until that fourth quarter. That's that last score to, to go up two touchdowns, but Josh Allen, three interceptions today. Uh, and I think the fact that they just, uh, they, uh, the conditions really spell for the fact you got to run the football when it's when it's windy. It wasn't super windy, but yeah, conditions when it's windy. The the track was slow there. Snow was on the field, and anytime you're going to see a, a team like Buffalo that likes to spread you out and have so much quickness out at the receiver position, and then Josh Allen be able to get outside the pocket and make plays with his feet too. Just that limits what you can do as far as your advantage when you're at where when you've got more athleticism and more quickness like the Buffalo Bills offense does versus the Atlanta side of the defense. And yeah, I think that that allowed them to hang around. You're going to get some tip balls. You're going to have some balls that may or may not be on time and some you know, off off hands because the cold, the hands are cold. So those are some of the things I think that you can take away from whether it's just this game or going into the playoffs, whether we're watching this game right now, currently Sunday night football with Green Bay, 
the the wind chill sitting at zero right now against the Minnesota Vikings or snow on the field. Just thinking about how does that impact impact the skill position in particular, not so much because of the the weather per se, because it's having an effect on the ball being thrown when it's not windy, but more so just the fact that if you're a team with speed, how does that what is that? Brown, what is the field? What does that traction look like? And how might that slow you down? And how might that impact you te- your team at- offensively as a whole? Not only for a side perspective, but also from a total perspective. Now, thinking about from the Atlanta Falcons, actually, Atlanta played hard and they were very physical. Haven't seen a very physical Atlanta defense for most of the season. It's not a great defense. Don't have a lot of talent on it by any means. But they were very physical. That game was pretty chippy. They came in wanting to prove something, wanting to play. Because I think there was a little disrespect from the bills in that sense is feeling like hey we'll just show up and you guys are going to lay down to us the the falcons didn't lay down they had some fight today and they were pretty scrappy and pretty physical just didn't have the talent to finish out and then yeah for matt ryan he's just going to be very conservative like he was 13 out of 23 197 yards is all no touchdowns no interceptions typical matt ryan day uh, as I noted, the Bills do finish the regular season at home. They will host the New York Jets. The Falcons return home to face the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta opened as a one-point favorite in this contest over the summer. A divisional rematch from uh, less than a couple of weeks ago, the Philadelphia Eagles at Washington. The Eagles saw that late money on Sunday morning. They opened up in the neighborhood of three-and-a-half or four-point favorites. Washington saw the initial money early in the week, and then late on Sunday, the Eagles pushed up to as high as six-point favorites with a total of 45. And you talked about it on our preview show on Saturday, James, that Washington was going to come out angry after being embarrassed by the Dallas Cowboys last Sunday night, and they sure did. We also mentioned that Washington might be a good bet in the first half. Well, hopefully you cash that ticket as they went into the break ahead of Philadelphia 16-7. to uh, We wondered if they could sustain it for 60 minutes, though, and they did not. That was the difference in the ballgame. Philadelphia did it again. They were tied with the New York Giants last week at three apiece. Then they dominated the second half. Same story here. Washington, again, another team that was shut out in the second half of football, in this case by the Philadelphia Eagles, 20-16 to 16 your final. The football team is eliminated from the postseason, and the Eagles moved to 9-7 and seven on the season. And not able to get the running game going the way that they had really the eight weeks prior to that when they've gone 6-2 and two and had averaged over 200 yards rushing each and every one of those eight contests. Only 118 yards rushing the football today, and I think they were banged up, and that was really – that's. That was kind of for me where I was a little hesitant to get involved with the Eagles because they were shorthanded. We know Miles Sanders is out probably through the the remaining or the regular season. What is it going to look like when he gets into the playoffs if the Eagles make the playoffs? And they've really situated themselves for great position to be able to not only get into the playoffs but actually do some damage. We think about going on the road and – Depending on where you're going, now thinking about the teams that are ahead of them, if they're going on the road, may not be such cold weather whether you're going into Tampa or going into Dallas or going into Los Angeles. But I think when you're talking about good offensive lines and a good running game, those pieces can travel when they get healthy, and that was the concern here. Jordan Howard really wasn't very effective. He was dealing with a net stinger. He was fighting through that. No Miles Sanders today. A lot of plays had to come on Jalen Hurts' shoulders to move the ball on third down. And then for Washington, yeah, to, to what, what you talked about with Ron Rivera, and you knew that veteran t- that veteran staff there with Ron Rivera. Uh, 
running that ball club there in the culture east setting hey look we we put that game behind us we're going to make up for that with our effort and our pride and they did at least for the first half but i think for taylor heineke it was just under under a lot of duress in that second half not much of a running game consistently today because of the lack of antonio gibson not being available today for the washington offensive attack and came down to taylor heineke having to make plays and was an exciting finish down the stretch but just not able to to execute at the end and a lot of pressure all day took a lot of lumps that kid's pretty tough brady but toughness can only take you so far taylor heineke gonna spend a lot of time in the ice tub this week again yeah you and i both like his competitive nature mm-hmm. he, he really fights and uh, i imagine ron rivera has his guy i don't uh, know if they'll be drafting a quarterback uh this coming spring the draft of course right here in las vegas nevada but i think the kid uh, can only get better. He, he definitely has the competitive spirit, not the, the greatest talent in the world, but uh, he doesn't look too shabby. Uh, they may have their man there in Taylor Heineke. Uh, Philly will close out the regular season at home, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be an interesting game there. Washington goes on the road to take on the New York Giants in Week 18. Packers on the move again. We'll be back in a moment to update you right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. And the return of long shots, short shots, will come back next week as the PGA Tour returns to Hawaii. They are free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brady Cannon and James Salinas back with you inside the Pro Football Blitz and the Green Bay Packers. They finally get one in the end zone. Aaron Rodgers to Alan Lazard. The extra point is good. And they now lead 13 to nothing with about four minutes left before halftime. I think you're still okay there, James. Now you've got to sweat four more minutes here, but even if Minnesota gets a touchdown, you expect that they would kick the extra point to make it 13 to seven. Uh, obviously, you're sitting at 21 and a half. So just one more score by either team here in the final four minutes, and you're cashing a ticket. Yeah, eight points to give. I'm not even thinking about the Vikings to go score a touchdown. I'm more concerned with Sean Mannion turning the football over here and giving the ball a short field for the Green Bay Packers. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers and company get this football back. But now you're down 13 to nothing. What are they going to do offensively here? They've rushed the ball five times only with Dalvin Cook for 17 yards. And Mannion has, has attempted eight passes, completed five of them, but for just 26 yards. They're going to try to pound the ball. Can they control the clock? Can we just get a couple first downs here, Brady, and <laughs> and grind the rest of this clock out? Just need, don't want to see a short field here and no turnovers from Minnesota. Let them kill a little clock. And even if Aaron Rodgers does something here in the – to end the game or end this first half with the score. Yeah, I have eight points to give. So even a touchdown and a two-point conversion, I'm okay. Yeah, you know Rodgers is going to score. If he's got a minute left on this clock or whatever, uh, so I think it's really in the Vikings' hands right now. Uh, you need them to uh, take a long, slow drive here if they're going to score or uh, get a nice punt with about uh, a minute and a half left in the first half or so. And 
give that ball back to Aaron Rodgers with little time. Again, 13 nothing Packers over the Vikings right now. They are now at the three-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter, and the Packers have moved to an 18-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. Your total for the game has ticked up a little bit, James. I think it got as low as 34-and-a-half. It is now 36-and-a-half. Uh, let's go back to the board for what we saw in week 17. We're still in the early window of games here. And boy, I hope you didn't miss this one. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow, this was a gem. Don't blink. You might miss a touchdown. James, your prop bet on Joe Burrow over 280 and a half yards passing was a winner halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> Jamar Chase, how did he do? He set an NFL rookie record collecting 266 yards receiving. He had three touchdowns. Joe Burrow had four touchdown passes. And then it was Evan McPherson, the Florida Gator, hits a field goal as time runs out, and the Cincinnati Bengals take out the Chiefs 34-31. to And with the win, they clinched the AFC North division. They were a 25-1 to shot to win the AFC North division before this season kicked off. Well, and thinking about where the Bengals stand currently now, winning the division the way that they did, especially the way that they came back, they fell behind early in that game to Kansas City. It it looked like, all right, well, what we've seen out of Patrick Mahomes and that offense over the last couple of weeks, this is exactly what we were kind of expecting. The fact that they were up, they jumped on him early, 14 to nothing, closed out the first half uh, almost at 28 to 14 before a late field goal there for Cincinnati. But then the adjustments on the other side, finding more pressure on Patrick Mahomes from the Cincinnati Bengals defense. The fact that the Bengals defense was able to limit the Kansas City Chiefs to three points in the second half after surrendering 28 points. And it looked like it was going to, it was the shootout. I mean, the total went way, it flew way over the total at 65 points total. But what is Kansas City at now? I mean, thinking about where Kansas City is, the defense, all the talk about the defense and how well they had played, and, and rightfully so. They had played tremendous over the course of those, what, the last seven or eight weeks or eight weeks when they went on that eight-game winning streak. But ultimately here, that's where the collapse was. They couldn't stay in for they, – they, they had some pressure on Joe Burrow, and they were able to put him on the ground a number of times, but they could not cover on the back. And you already mentioned the spectacular day out of Jamar Chase – and the fact that the other side of the football, I think, was most concerning to me. If we figured this was going to be a shutout and, or a, show, uh, a big shootout, and that's why I went the route that I did as far as the player prop with Joe Burrow and, and being able to throw the football at that cover, two, uh, that cover two soft zone that we saw out of Kansas City, which they did, but they couldn't stay with Jamar Chase outside of yards after catch. Two big plays, not big passes, but sprint to the end zone, to the house, not enough speed on the defensive side for the Chiefs. But now for the Chiefs, who were thinking that they win this game, they go and close out the season on that win streak, and they're going to have the number one seed in the AFC. Well, that's not the case now. Now it falls into, because they've lost that tiebreaker to Tennessee, Tennessee wins next week in Tennessee. I'm not going to call it a layup game because we have seen the Texans be pretty competitive this you know, over the last couple, four weeks, but they just don't have the horses to keep up right now. Tennessee wins next week on the road at Houston. They should secure that number one seed in the AFC because they have the tiebreaker over Kansas City based on the head-to-head matchup earlier in the season. 
Yeah, we talked about it on Saturday. We knew both Kansas City and Cincinnati could score the ball on offense, but we said it's probably going to come down to which defense can make the most stops, and it was the entire second half that it was that Cincinnati defense. Absolutely incredible. I mean, just think about holding the Kansas City Chiefs to three points, and maybe their offense is not as electric as it has been in the past couple of seasons, but still, uh, that was absolutely the difference in the game for the Cincinnati Bengals, who will close out the season on the road at Cleveland. The Browns were made six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game during the offseason. The Chiefs will stay on the road. They'll be in your neck of the woods, James. They will wrap up at the Denver Broncos. Kansas City opened as three-point road favorites in this one back in June. The Jaguars at the Patriots. James, I got this one wrong. I I said on our preview show, uh, the Pro Football Blitz on Saturday, that I would not be surprised if New England won this game by 25 points. Uh, They won by 40. I I was way off. 50 to 10 there. New England absolutely trounces Jacksonville, and, and there's really not much more to say about this game. Jacksonville is a complete wreck. The Patriots moved to 10 and 6 on the season. The Jags are just 2 and 14. And that was really part of my handicap of this game. You and I both, James, we don't make a habit of laying, you know, double digits, 14, 15. This thing got all the way up to 16. I think I saw some 17s out there before kickoff on the New England Patriots. But I felt Jacksonville was in such shambles. It's in their last two games before today. They had given up two kickoff returns for touchdowns and a block punt for a touchdown as well. When you're giving up that kind of scores on special teams, I think that's a sign that your team just has nothing going for it, let alone offense and defense. You can't even, you know, you're surrendering big plays on special teams as well. We knew Belichick off of a loss, Belichick against a rookie quarterback, and boy, 50 to 10. I mean, it it was ugly and it was over quickly. Yeah, well, and you talk about special teams play. I mean, special teams really speaks to the depth of your team, and there's no depth on Jacksonville. They, just the starters alone are – it's it's probably the most depleted roster when it comes to talent in the entire National Football League. That's what they picked first last year. They had one win last year, and they've doubled that expectation this year with two wins, but uh, really regressed this year from last year. At least there were a number of games where the Jacksonville Jaguars were competitive and obviously for the turnover with the coaching staff, everybody's going everybody knows it, it's hard. These guys are trying to get out there and compete now and knowing that you're probably not going to be a lot of players won't be on this roster next year. This coaching staff won't be on the sidelines for the Jacksonville Jaguars next year, most likely. So what does that look like for now having to go on the road to go play New England, a team that really just let the game get away from them last week against the Buffalo Bills, had every opportunity to before the game started last week to win that division in the AFC East. That was not the expectation going in. Did not play well, especially on the defensive side, lost that opportunity. This was a team that was going to want to ride itself and no better team to play than the Patsy Jacksonville Jaguars. So to be expected, I mean, the game was over at halftime. It was 28 to three at the half. And, you know, Lawrence couldn't do anything offensively. He had two interceptions in the first half, was sacked twice in that first half. And Mac Jones was near perfect. And you're going to do that against a, a depleted Jacksonville Jaguars team where he was 15 out of 17 in that first half with three touchdowns. So really it was the, the varsity against the C team in this matchup. And uh, to be expected, I actually, I'm with you, Brady, there was only one side for me that I was going to get involved with. I didn't play the game, but it was only going to be the Patriots that I would play if I did, but didn't expect a 40 
spot to come out here. Yeah, 25 points. You're way off, Brady. You're going to have to get a little bit better with your handicap with these NFL games going forward. (laughs) Very good. Uh, The Patriots will wrap up the season at Miami. That seems to always be a very interesting contest. The Dolphins were made two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game some six, seven months ago. We'll see where that line comes out in Week 18. Jacksonville will limp into the offseason after hosting the Indianapolis Colts in Week 18. The Colts opened as three-point road favorites in this one over the summer. I'm sure that line will change substantially. When we come back, we will grade our best bets from the weekend. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you on the Pro Football Blitz right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the pro football blitz with brady cannon and james salinas on vsan the sports betting network Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinncom slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. The Green Bay Packers found the end zone, James. Uh, That was the Aaron Rodgers-Devante Adams drive. I think Adams had about four or five catches on that drive alone. Aaron Rodgers getting into the end zone, finding Devante Adams on a drive that uh, took this clock down to just about a minute left. Sean Mannion and company now going the other way with just 34 seconds left in the first half. Uh, You're feeling pretty good about your first half under bet right now, 20 to nothing in favor of the Packers. And uh, hopefully we can just go to the locker room here with Minnesota sputtering on this drive. Well, Minnesota's thinking they have a shot here. Tackle him. There you go. All right. Tackled in space. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Call a timeout, Minnesota. There you go. You you got him right where you want him. First and second down here in about eight yards to go. They're just across their 40 think they're going into the win. So 
if they actually happen to get in field goal range, it's going to be a long field goal into the win. But now you, you, that's the second time out they've used, but it's still not over here. Minnesota is trying. At least offensively, they're trying to do something and compete. Defensively, that last possession, Brady, Minnesota's finished. They had no interest in being out there. They're like, we're getting worked. This offense, we can't score. It's falling on us. Aaron Rodgers carving us up that last touch on Devontae Adams. That was seven on seven. It looked like a seven on seven drill. Actually, it looked like a seven on zero drill. Minnesota was pointing at each other. You got him. I don't know what we're doing. Why am I out here? This is cold. We're finished. Let's go. They're looking ahead to, they're definitely looking ahead to get in the locker room. So we'll see where this goes here with the next 28 seconds. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good where I'm at, but I'm not, I'll, we'll wait till we get to the triple zero on this clock before we feel any better at this point. You know what our friend uh, Chris Andrews says, and of course you can go to vison.com slash store and find your own t-shirt. I was uh, wearing mine yesterday. It's not under until it's over. Uh, Let's hope it stays under here as Mannion Mm -hmm. throws complete and he gets out of bounds. Now down to 20 seconds left, and they're at the Green Bay roughly 44-yard line. So still a heck of a long field goal here for Minnesota. We'll see what happens the last 22 seconds as we sweat this first half under. Uh, Let's get to our best bets over the weekend. Uh, Not an awesome weekend for me. I went one and two with my uh, six-point teasers, and a lot of these legs on the teasers uh, were losers. The Colts I had teased down. I had the Giants teased up. I had the Dolphins teased up. Uh, those None of those came through. Uh, but I was able to land on a couple, the Bengals plus 11 and the Cardinals plus 12, and both of those teams won outright, didn't even need the teaser there. Uh, and, of course, James, you had great success with uh, some of your quarterback uh, passing props. Joe Burrow over. We talked about that one. That one was over easily. And then Tua Tangavaloa under 247.5 passing yards. I mean, that was all Tennessee all day long. And Tua, I don't think you – I mean, you would think in garbage time, you know, when they're down that big, that he would have amassed some passing yards, but uh, not the case for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, Miami actually had to play a competitive team today in a competitive <laughs> game. And the the run that they were on, we talked about that yesterday in the win percentage and, and the how fortunate they were. A lot of those games were played in Miami. Most of those game, most of those teams are really bad, and or they got to catch New Orleans with twenty guys on co- on the COVID list, starting a rookie quarterback making his first start, fourth string on the depth chart there, and, and for Tua, yeah, it was an ugly game all the way around. He was eighty; he had been seventy plus percent completion wise, but yeah, ultimately that was playing against teams that really didn't have a game plan for him and. That now you had a defense going on the road. The weather was bad. It was rainy. It was somewhat windy, but it was not great conditions. Tua did not have a good football game, and actually it should have been worse than what his stats read out. 18 out of 38 completions, 205 yards, one interception. He was sacked four times. I think he fumbled three times. They they only lost one of those fumbles, but there were multiple throws that he made that should have been picked by the Tennessee Titans, so not a good game by Tua on the, in the passing department. Not a good game, period, trying to rush the football. This was the Dolphins team that we saw during that seven-game losing streak. This was the team revisited in this matchup here with Tennessee. And to Tennessee's credit, didn't really have to do too much offensively. It was the fact that their defense was able to set up some shorter fields, 
for Ryan Tannehill, pretty efficient with the football, 13 of 18, throwing the ball 120 yards, two touchdowns, but it was the commitment to running the football. That's what it was. That's where Tennessee needs to live off of, regardless of who's out there not having Derrick Henry. They're still going to run the football. That was the that the strength of that team was going to be the offensive line, finally getting back healthy again today. They had 40 rushes today for 198 yards and two touchdowns. Just wore Miami down on both sides of the football at the line of scrimmage. Uh, we talked about the uh, uh, Cowboys and the Chargers, your money line parlay there, and the Chargers got home easily. But what about uh, the Dallas Cowboys, James? They were so impressive when you and I were on the program last Sunday night uh, in a route over the Washington football team, but uh, just reverted back to, you know, the, the team that we saw that couldn't produce much on offense. I mean, and, and the Arizona Cardinals, conversely, they were the team that we'd seen for a while before they lost three in a row. Uh, Kyler Murray was outstanding today, and unfortunately, that two-team money line parlay does not get home. Nah, it's front runners. That's Dallas, That's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the team when everybody tells them how great they are. Okay, well then we just show up and everybody's just going to anoint us as the front runner in the in the NFC. And for an Arizona Cardinals team, came out with a lot of fight. And I think really it was. Uh, I think defensively, they were really shorthanded going in this game defensively, but you saw Vance Joseph with his scheme. They were up at the line of scrimmage on every play, and it was the Cowboys and Dak trying to call out protections and trying to uh, and trying to point everything out because of the they, – they were confused the entire game. It looked like there was no preparation from the Cowboys thinking about what they were going to face from the Arizona Cardinals. It was, well – Everybody's telling us how great we are, and the Cardinals are beat up, banged up with COVID and what have you, and they've lost three straight here. We should just be able to show up and run out on them. Well, that was not the case. It was a great defensive game plan from Vance Joseph with that. They were the hungrier team today. Didn't see any toughness out of the Dallas Cowboys. Not a whole lot of leadership on the field. Definitely not a lot of leadership in preparation off the field on the sideline with that coaching staff. This team got outworked. They got out hustled. They got out coached. They got out classed today. Arizona wanted that game much more than what the Cowboys. I know it was a three-point game is what the final was, but that was not as close as the scores indicated. Arizona dominated this game from start to finish, and there's the field goal, and there goes all my dreams I lost. Ah, gosh darn it. Greg Joseph comes on for the Minnesota Vikings here with five seconds left before halftime and drills a 51-yarder just inside the left upright by about a yard, and that puts that first half over the total. Boy, it's not under until it's over is uh, yep. exactly true there. They go into the break 20-3, to the Packers lead. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, they are 24.5-point favorites in the live market for the entire game. We'll see if we can get a halftime line here for you pretty quick. And the total for the entire game is now 39 and a half. Uh, a tough one there, James. Uh, I mean, yep. Minnesota hadn't done anything all half. And then the final five seconds, they put three points on the board. And that knocks us out. Well, and there's Green Bay just sitting back. We're not going to give up anything over the top. Go ahead and throw everything underneath. And, and, and that many points in the last few minutes of that second half. Nothing had happened in the first quarter. And, and I think for Minnesota here, I'm not going to get involved. I'm done. I, I'm not going to chase any more points. I'm not going to fire any more games today. I'm, I'm good. Best bets aside, what have you. I'm, I'm done for the night. But looking at this game here with the Vikings on the defensive side, 
that team doesn't want to play. So depending on what those numbers look like as far as the total, maybe you find a team total, I think the Packers are just going to continue to do whatever they want to do offensively because that Minnesota Vikings defense just wants to go home. They're cold. They know they're outclassed. And, yeah, three points aside from the Vikings being able to get with really the, the prevent defense and the soft coverage for the for the Green Bay Packers, we're not going to see that in the second half. It's going to be a one-way street the other side come the third quarter for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the offense, it looks like Sean Mannion's really trying to compete. And, uh, you know, they're doing a decent job giving him some easy completions, some pitch and catches with his wide receivers. Of course, no Adam Thielen in the game. And he hasn't looked too bad, has uh, Sean Mannion. But you're right, the defense just seems to have already checked out. I mean, that last drive with Aaron Rodgers just uh, seemingly connecting with Devontae Adams on every hookup uh, ended in a touchdown, and Minnesota's defense was nowhere to be found. Devontae Adams, by the way, eight catches for 118 yards and a touchdown in just the first half alone. When we come back, we'll get you that halftime line as they head to the locker room there at Lambeau Field. We'll be back in just a moment. Stick with us at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.